Welcome to Fresh Off The Block. Namaskara Bengaluru. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Off The Block. Uh, and I have some of my old crew back. Uh, say hello to La Kukaracha or uh, depending upon who you ask, Rato Karacha. Uh, no, his actual name is Sharan Kukreja. Welcome back, Sharan. Good morning, guys. <laughs> and we have uh, the usually reticent Anoop Menon joining us this time. Hello, Hello, Anoop. And straight from the coast of Konkan, we have Nitin Fernandez. What's up, guys? Uh, and now that we have uh, a sort of full house, um, and then all of us are obviously you know still giddy from last night's performances, let's... Let's dive right into the post-game mood. Anup, how are you feeling after the game last night? Oh, brilliant. I had Nagarjuna food at 12 o'clock in the night. And I st- anyway, uh, great feeling because uh, we've been on a good run. And more importantly, yesterday's match was I mean, really entertaining in terms of the number of attempts that we had and the way it ended and, and the atmosphere in the West Block yesterday was really good. So very very thrilling to be in this position at this point of time note to all the kids out there listening people from anoops and my generation when we celebrate we go to nagarjuna for dinner <laughs> none of your getting drunk business for us so going to the super young millennial here sharan um, let's let's dive into the talking points uh, how do you rate that udanta performance especially after all the all the uh, you know criticism he's got especially on our podcast uh, mm. where Adi called him frustrating. Uh, so, mm. how, how do you rate his performance last night? Uh, he was excellent. Uh, so, Udanta has been consistent more than anything else. I think that's what everybody wants to see from Udanta. And uh, that call from Chetri saying that, you know, he's going to be a different player from now on. Well, he's proving that. Uh, three games in a row, he's actually helped us win matches. And that goal, sweet left foot strike, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Almost a perfect goal, no, Anup? Uh, Taking yeah. the defender out and uh, curling it in. But at the same time, uh, how good is Chetri with his uh, predictions? You know, predictions, predictions. Like, I think yeah. he's a great mentor. Yeah, I mean, more than I, I would love to have someone who hypes me yeah, up yeah. so much in my life, you know, <laughs> the but way you, Chetri but hypes you can, up. Uh, notice Sudanta's confidence, not only that goal, even in the second half, hmm. he got past his PR and hit the post. Hmm. Yeah. Because like Sudanta maybe two weeks back wouldn't do that. Correct, so, correct, correct. Yeah, that one goal, Chetri let it totally right. Absolutely. But then we had a bit of a setback uh, coming from an unlikely source, the BK on goal and then of course he went to turn around. So, a word on BK's performance, uh, Anup. See, BK, uh, compared to last season's performance, this season he started slow. Sure. So, mm. initial part of the season people were saying, okay, he's not up to that level yet. Um, whatever be the reasons. But in the last couple of games, we have been seeing a very, very solid shift being put in by him. He's scoring goals and yesterday was testament to the fact that probably he's doing something right in training and he's getting his act together again as per last season. Yesterday, the goal actually, he did the right things because he got in front of the uh, attacker, that is Robin, who was actually offside. Hmm. Uh, so if the ball, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise! If the ball would have reached Robin, he would have been offside, and it would not have been a goal. The irony of the situation is, Baker did the right thing of getting in front of his man yeah. and putting in a tackle before even Robin could touch the ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, it 
uh, you know went into the goal but it's a good debating point was 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 that player active was robin active was that supposed to be given offside but i think according to the rules that's not offside i mean unless he's right next to him i think there was some space in between them so i don't think the referee would have i mean under no obligation to give that offside sure sure mm-hmm. and 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 the interesting thing here is uh, on, on the last podcast i mentioned this that uh, bk always sees he is always a step ahead uh, of of the player is marking or of, or the forward in question right uh, and eventually that's what cost him yeah because that's what led to that uh, uh, I, i wouldn't still wouldn't call it a mistake it's yeah. just an accident it happens yeah. yeah yeah even in the second half just before bk scored the goal there was a rare pune pune attack on the left wing and uh, when they entered there was a solo run and he made a very good block then yes because that could have easily he could have easily given a penalty he took Correct. the ball so cleanly Correct. so that shows like both ends of the pitch he is been you're talking about the ones when three of our defenders yeah, were were surrounding yeah surrounding him, but bk got the ball yes yes yeah. but i mean more more um, so the goal was because our players were out of position yes and when chetri lost the ball in their almost near the box if i if i recollect right yep. there was nobody on that entire left wing correct correct no correct. defenders no midfielders also correct. which is not usually how we play there is always if you look at the entire game on all other times there was somebody or other filling in even when sure. issue was going in dimas was coming into the left and blocking that at least the counter attacks or whatever so and yesterday pune's strategy was primarily to come on the wings and attack i mean they were targeting our wing backs correct more i mean so marcelino as well as on the uh, ashik and all of them so they made a conscious effort this was one instance where somehow everyone was moved out of position and they you know took advantage of it and of course with marcelino space and stankovic being there yeah sure, they sure. made it uh, count yeah and, and one more one yeah. more thing i wanted to say there were some moments in the second half yesterday at least when bk was going advanced forward and mm. part of, that was interesting i found like bk was uh, supporting cabra and when mm. udanta was cutting in and there was i don't know what strategy that was but then parthalu was falling back into Correct. the central defense wing position so that was quite interesting actually from in fact we also point. saw that with dimas dimas was yeah. falling back quite a yeah. lot while parthalu was moving into yeah. an advanced position mm-hmm. like yeah So uh, one one interesting and admirable thing about Bake in general is that he doesn't let one mistake dictate the game. Yeah. Like even when he makes a mistake he doesn't let it consume him and it doesn't he doesn't let it play on his mind yeah. which is what eventually allowed him to still do his job commendably through the rest of the match and also towards the end of the match of course that winning goal. So uh, talk us through that winning goal uh, for no I I know that for, uh, first of all I thought it was a brilliantly worked out corner. Yes. Cisco had so much space he took a good shot to though unfortunately it was blocked. And then Nishu Kumar had great presence of mind he could have just put it in first time lofted it but he took on his man he beat him and then put it out and then but Cabra is Cabra was the main player in that uh, sure. entire move put it across goal and yeah bk sure. i was surprised bk is there. usually you expect a striker to be there which is the, which is the there there are two things i saw it differently like yeah. i didn't mm. see that ball by nishu kumar mm. being that good mm. it is purely the craft and the work rate and the you know and it's the cabra's complete determination to get to the end of because remember yeah. cabra is not the fastest player on yeah, the pitch yeah. right he somehow still got to the end of that ball and managed to deliver it perfectly for what would have been the ideal poacher's position yeah, yeah. right and the strange thing was 
there was no chetri there there was no udanta that who was there there was beke there was khabra and i believe uh, parthulu uh, parthulu was next to him so uh, it was a very unusual sort of goal yeah. but of course uh, beke is a Does does anyone really know what is the story behind Beke's celebration? No, I also wanted to know. I hope after that covers it. Yeah, <laughs> actually, so this is this is a this is to the Bang- Bangalore uh, the the media team. Uh, if after that doesn't give us the story behind uh, Beke's celebration, then uh, what is the point? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no more love for after that. We want the inside scoop. Why did Beke go and jump on Chencho? the nation wants to know anyway <laughs> uh, and and this is something uh, moving on to the uh, individual performance this is something i've been uh, talking about off the podcast with a lot of fans that this is one season where we have a lot of consistent performances come co- consistent performers coming together right it's not that uh, there are stray good performances and then the graph sort of dips uh, if we look at yesterday's performance we had chencho who one of our fears was what happens when miku gets injured and uh, chencho put in probably the best performance he has put in at bfc given the limited opportunities he's got and a very very encouraging performance right sharan so i think the difference why chencho performed so well yesterday was because he was primarily on the left mm. one thing i think uh, i think even chetri would have noticed is that you know he can hold up play better than what chencho can chencho i think in minerva was used to uh, m- a more counter attacking style sure yeah. and chencho got space on the left and I, and he's more comfortable in that position uh, but the fact is that even chetri is very good in that position so sure as a stop gap for the time being since miku is injured i think chencho on the left and chetri in the center made a lot more sense yeah and uh, considering our opponents the upcoming opponents i think that's probably the way to go of course still miku comes back Miku's different gravy, as somebody once said. So, <laughs> as a wise man once said. <laughs> yes, as a wise man once said. So, Anu, uh, there we are under no illusion that Chencho will keep Miku out of the team, right? But having him perform at a high level, and given that the the few appearances he is going to get this season, they they are all potentially going to come together now that Miku is out for a while. So. isn't that a great problem to have for carlos quadra and it is an essential problem to have for mm-hmm. any team which is aiming to win the league or the cup or whatever you call it and 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 do well in other competitions also because you can't have just have one great striker right a lot, lot of the best teams have couple of people who always contribute the erstwhile lempos it was not just dependent on a very free flowing yeah, team sure. yeah only barreto or whatever I mean, so in that sense, it's very important because, thank God, we have not had a major injury for Chetri yet, and he Correct. hasn't really been out of action for a long time, except maybe uh, in that Federation Cup final, semi-finals yeah. and finals, and all of that. Yeah. But if that happens, we need somebody with confidence already who comes in and scores. So that yes. way, it's important for Chencho because in the next two three games, and it's a, and in a way, it's a godsend also because it allows him time to. Build, yeah, build that confidence. And I, yesterday we could see that the team members were also trying to keep up. I, I remember this one instance when Chencho took a shot. I mean, he he was running towards the opposition goal, and he had about three or four defenders ahead of him. Sure, Chetri was on the left. There was Udanta on the right, but he still took a shot. Correct. And immediately, and that was not a great shot actually. Correct. But mm. after that, we we could see not mm. on TV but on the stand we could see that immediately Chetri was applauding him. Yes, like yeah. I think go for it. 
that's what the guy needs I mean, correct we correct. need that confidence to be built in him and i think then he can fall into it yeah of course he as charan said his style of play and his upbringing if i may call it in terms of footballing upbringing have been different from the carlos quadrat way sure. right so it might take time and and what did you think of the midfield of cisco uh, dimas and eric yesterday it was i mean they were totally they control the game totally mm-hmm. yesterday i mean that has having a totally i mean a foreign midfield you're going to like have massive advantage there pastelo especially i thought covered a lot of ground yesterday yes. and did a lot of like mm-hmm. he was up and down the field the entire match i think pastelo yesterday played a more box to box role, role. Yes. and, and he, that's the first time you've seen him for, play that yeah, box to box for me he was the man of the match yesterday yeah, absolutely. for me yeah. yes for me, that left foot strike should have just gone, gone in, in yeah, yeah. was did you think that was a conscious strategy like we were taking shots from yeah, yeah definitely in the first half i think by the 20th minute only we had like four five shots from yeah. far range yeah so does kamaljeet have a weakness against uh, long ranges may, i think maybe, maybe that's something might have noticed something, something yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's why they yeah. are in the job absolutely <laughs> and of course uh, i mean we have we have run out of adjectives for dimas uh, people who call him call him midas right <laughs> they they've got it spot on like he has got the midas touch and uh, if we can keep this midfield injury free i think uh, we we can control a lot of difficult games on the road as well uh, i would like to come to khabra no, one one uh, stat i would want to hmm. put across if you notice the only games we have lost since january since the delhi loss dimas hasn't played correct yeah you're right mm. even yeah. even in the final yeah. he final hobbled off yeah. and then yeah. the game yeah he didn't play correct so yeah. demas is unbeaten for us this year since <laughs> then yeah <laughs> such an important player for us yeah wrap him in cotton wool or whatever yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Him feed playing. him something he seems immensely hey eric pass on some of your micro greens or super <laughs> greens to demas <laughs> so uh, i i'd like to Uh, you know spend some time talking about khabra because mm-hmm. here is a player like we talked about bekes redemption in yesterday's game but khabra's redemption in many ways has been uh, in a larger context like he's gotten a lot of stick from the fans earlier and this season he's been an absolute revelation and i say this because at the beginning of the season we were worried about the midfield because none of us factored in that khabra would come in and put in such a solid shift in the midfield and yesterday when he was asked to go back to that right back position he was still very solid right so even yesterday uh, when he was he started right back remember we only had a discussion saying yeah. oh we might like kabra uh, might lose his mojo that all the confidence is grown after getting into the midfield position but then we were worried for no reason because he put in a great mm. shift yesterday and there was one moment in the match when uh, he had to take a goal kick we uh, basically receive a goal kick and uh, he ah. sort of did a crave turn with the ball on the bounce on ashik yeah, i think on, he left yeah. ashik kurunian left foot he left yes. him for dead moment of the yeah. match yeah. yeah that was that was unbelievable to see but uh, <laughs> but this also brings me to another point you know like all this is great but this is also extremely sad because we have a natural right back warming the bench and the coach seems to have lost absolute confidence in him uh, that's i'm talking about reno anto like yesterday when we needed a player to slot in at right back the coach said that i'd rather put khabra there mm-hmm. than bring in reno what where does reno and to go from here nowhere <laughs> yeah he <laughs> says thanks for the optimism and your peaches and sunshine <laughs> no but then um, reno has only 
himself to blame for that because mm. he put in a very bad performance in the last game. Sure. Uh, of course, he came up against um, uh, Changte, but who's much faster? Who's much faster? But mm. the fact was, we could see that Reno was not uh, fit in terms of finishing a game also because yes. he was 30 minutes into that game he was almost Huffing fighting and, and, yeah. and we could see it from the stand so obviously his uh, support staff would have given the numbers to the coach sure. saying that he's not doing the problem is that um, we have a choice in right back at this point of time so uh, Reno not being up there doesn't really affect the team but it could have been very easily very different no, also I think uh, Reno has sort of had a raw deal when it comes to starting game. I'm I'm, I'm saying this from uh, the fact that we are pointing out those bad performances, but the two starts that he's got, uh, the players on the left have been way faster than any other, uh, usually the team's field. Hmm. So that is one thing. Changte is one of the fastest players in the league. So maybe that was a handicap for Reno. Even even against Altenizer, the left midfielder whoever it was was extremely good. While these can all be excuses, Reno has to pull his socks up. Yeah, so it, it's a strange situation for him because uh, as you said Anup, that we have an option on the right. So we don't really need to uh, fall back on Reno un unless we are facing a massive injury crisis. But at the same time, this also doesn't work for Reno because one of the reasons he has become so rusty is that he hasn't had any meaningful game time in the last three, two, three seasons. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. Chipping the ball to that striker's chest doesn't help much. Yeah, and even before that, in his yeah. last season at BFC yeah. itself, he Jinga didn't have much game time. Right Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, we're looking at a player who hasn't had, who hasn't done anything for two, three seasons. Yeah. And it's it unfortunately looks like he has not only lost his. Uh, technical ability but also basics like fitness he as Anup said he's huffing and puffing after 30 oh minutes yeah. it could be down to confidence too mm. I think it's majorly down to confidence, yeah. confidence. and Carino is a confidence player because if we go back to the first season mm -hmm. the very first mm. season 2013 he didn't start game, right away no Vishal started the, in the right Correct. back position yes. and then for some reason they I mean Ashley tried Reno out in the first few games he was very normal I mean mm. very ordinary and then when he started growing Got in confidence, group, yeah. then you could see some of the best crosses some of the, and, and he was always consistent in his defensive work. Yes. Nobody mm. could question that. Mm. Yeah, which is sad right now because he has my favourite player. I would like to see him start over <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. yeah so. No, I mean, he's, a, he's, he's everybody's favourite. Like yeah. The fans absolutely love him. Yeah, but a legend. Yeah, we need to face facts mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a very objective manner. But talking about objectivity, uh, what is the excuse, Sharan, for not having Beke in the national team, objectively speaking? You're asking me objective questions. <laughs> <laughs> there is no excuse. Uh, I think uh, somebody is not watching ISL matches maybe hmm. for a very long time. <laughs> but for Beke, if, you, if you're choosing Narayan Das over Rahul Beke, I think... Uh, those reasonings should be made public and I hope those reasonings are in writing. And that's the beautiful thing, isn't it, uh, Anup, that, you know, it's not just one position. Like, as you said, Narayan Das plays at left-back, Beke could slot in there. Uh, chalo, we have options at left-back. He could slot in at right-back. One area we don't have options, like we are playing someone like Salam Ranjan, who is not even starting games for East Bengal, right, is the centre-back position. 
right? Uh, and there Beke could do a job. Yeah, sure. What is Constantine thinking? See, obviously, we nobody really knows what he's thinking except for the fact that he likes certain kind of players and he chooses them. And for some reason, Beke doesn't figure in that list. Now, why? I don't know. Because one of the one of the easiest things to do or one of the best things to do when you go for a competition which is a which is like a world cup or i mean or a euro or for that matter afc cup you need to have a squad comprising of people who can do some more tasks than what they are Correct. good at versatile right? because you will have injuries coming through that and you cannot change the squad so you need people who can um, you know slot in into different roles and Beke is a prime example he can play center back he can play right back left back and he has a very very potent long throw yes. and for Steven Constantine's game plan which is more direct and all of that this is one of the best things yeah. I don't and so Beke is an uh, is a selection that I've, or non-selection that I I have never been able to understand and when uh, it's India and the AFC Asian Cup you remember long throws only from 2011. Yeah. <laughs> That's only strategy. <laughs> no, but I, I I don't think it's just BFC players that we are pointing uh, pointing to. I think Suseraj should be in that squad. Mm. Uh, there are so many other players like Brandon. you have. Correct. Brandon Fernandez should be there. He I should be there in the squad. Yeah. We need if creativity. Yeah. And there is no creative midfielder. Yeah. Up, I mean, Eugenson doesn't even play for ATK. Yeah. You know, one one good thing that. Uh, the purpose that these awards, post-match awards serve is at least you get to know these players who are emerging, right? Mm-hmm. So, at least shortlist them to see, put them in a you know camp, try them out, see if... Mm-hmm. Unless there is some disciplinary issue, which I don't think has been ever reported with uh, Rahul Beke or say even Khabra, mm-hmm. I don't see a reason why they should not be a part of the squad. All valid points. Uh, and turning the focus back on BFC because we could talk about BK's non-inclusion and Stephen Constantine's non-selection uh, all day long. Uh, let's let's come back to BFC. Uh, we are looking at a situation which we, we were we were looking at a potential crisis uh, about a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. we seem to have converted that crisis into Strength. a great opportunity for some of the untested players or not untested players but uh, some of the players were waiting for a chance. Uh, suddenly, it's looking like no Saran, no Miku, no Dimas, no Eric, no problem. Like, we'll keep on winning. No, this not all four out yeah. at the same time, but yeah. Not all four out at the same point, but they've all been missing, right? Correct. Uh, and then we have still survived. No, even after the first few matches this season, Miku had such an influence on our results that people were calling us Miku FC and all. Correct. And, but yeah. then without Miku, we have got 9 points from 9. Correct, Last we've got nine points from nine, yeah. and uh, no, but that's all your critics will tell you that. No, we were yeah. Chetri FC, then we were Miku FC. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll be Chencho FC. <laughs> One day we'll be Khabra FC. That's another amazing thing to see. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, the point is, in spite of all this, I think it comes down to a very simple clinical uh, thought of you know somehow winning it. Like you know, it doesn't matter if you or uh, I mean you played heavy metal football a phrase Liverpool fans like you are familiar with uh, you don't really need to play heavy metal football like yesterday for a while we, we saw a passage of play where we were playing slightly direct uh, but the thing is we are getting the job done if you if you look at BFC's games this season mm-hmm. we have all games we have started in a very slow manner there is no sure. right mm-hmm. get go from the first whistle itself go and attack and all of that it's, it's a slow build up we keep the ball and all of that 
probably that's a style of play that Carlos wants uh, Carlos wants and then you you know build it properly but yeah there have been lot of direct balls from gurpreet yes. i mean all his i mean let's face it his distribution is, is excellent yeah. is excellent otherwise but there have been times wherein he has been only using long balls uh, so the, i'm assuming there is a so yesterday Plan. i saw yesterday i saw because i was standing on the other side that a couple of initial in the first 10 15 minutes when he had those long balls which were all going out and it was not going to the player um carles gesticulated towards uh gurpreet hmm. to do something i am not sure what so yeah i hope it's a strategy to mix it up rather than just have a unidimensional approach of only building up from the back and then playing no i think miko missing also plays a big factor sometimes in the way we have to play now chencho's more counter attacking so maybe carles realizes that and we go on the counter attack more faster than what we would have done with miko and miko was uh, a main playmaker also right more than a striker sure. he oh, was yeah. dropping down a yes uh, he's dropping back a lot this uh, that's season. a very good stat uh, that i think everybody at west block has noticed now that yeah. miko has been more involved in goals rather than scoring those goals correct yeah. correct correct and one more thing is our mentality we have mm. scored four games in a row we have all of 80th after 80th goa is around 80 i think yeah. and everything else was like after 80 we won so that shows like till the last whistle we just keep going no but funny thing about pune was that uh, from minute 70 they started wasting time yeah. and then we scored in the 80 something minute and they didn't have the time to come back come so back, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a very good point you fundamentally disagree with pradyum when he says that they were not playing for a draw because i haven't seen a team that uh, you know loses their hunger at minute 70 and settles for what they have like whatever the scoreboard says right uh, a team that had a, and they had the chance to win this like uh, had they run or had they stretched their defenses a little more they potentially could have sneaked in a goal towards the end but instead they chose to waste time and you know so uh, yeah I, i didn't quite understand what uh, pune were up to especially with marcelino and ashik on the wing they could have easily yes. given a like been a more uh, counter attacking threat to us but they i mean We've hardly troubled in the last. But speaking of Marcelino, I don't get that guy. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get. He's he's a good player, yeah. but his energies are all concentrated on something that is completely outside. You know what he's supposed to do on a football pitch. Good point. So, Sharan, do you think we manage Marcelino very well? Because in the past, we've we've talked about this a lot that we get easily rattled by uh, someone playing dirty football, and Marcelino has a reputation for that, right? uh given that uh, we i mean we we not only gave it back to him like we saw eric squaring up with him mm-hmm. but at the same time we didn't allow ourselves to implode after that point we saw eric squaring up with robin also so well, <laughs> yeah i think eric was just up for it yesterday but marcelino was there a threat to be honest uh, apart from that one cross which led to that goal that was marcelino right stankovic oh that was stankovic so yeah, marcelino yeah, didn't Marcel- do anything marcelino Stankovic, no Stankovic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of you two. I mean, whatever right. it was, that was the only threat in that match. Hmm. So it was more of I think Marcelino's frustrations and of course his uh, second nature to try and you know get under our skin, but that just didn't work. Uh, Dhanpal has got under our skin. Uh, I think he should learn from Dhanpal then. <laughs> Some something foreign players should learn from Indian players. Yeah, Dhanpal has a lot of time to teach these days. Yes. Anyway, so moving on, moving on to the run of games that's coming up. Uh, we have Northeast United coming up next. That to away. Uh, for now, how do you assess the threat? Because Northeast has been flying this yeah. season, right? So 
So I think this is going to be a toughest match of the season. There's no doubt about it. Sure. Especially without Miko, I'm not sure if Seran will be back. Okay. Will he be back? Uh, we don't know. That? We, we don't, don't know that yet. There's yeah, been no so official. it's going to be a tough match. I think if we get a result in uh, Guwahati, then we'll be flying. I mean, we might see last season. I think we discussed in the last podcast, thirty points and you're through to the playoffs. So but while on that, for now, uh, given that Carlos is slightly different, and we've spoken about it, that he would rather concern himself with the outcome, mm-hmm. right, and not always with the means to the end, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think we will play differently? We'll we'll probably be a little pragmatic, and we'll be like, okay, let's try to could be especially them. especially because we have so many games in a row now. Yeah, we are playing uh, three in a row. Uh, mm. Three in, uh, one game. We played two this week, and we are playing three over. A gap of around nine days, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm not. I don't think he'll be all out attack for sure. So and and not easy fixtures either. Even even the uh, home game yeah. that is coming. Mumbai up are doing up. well now. Yeah. yeah, Mumbai are doing extremely well. Yeah. Uh, and then of course we run into the famous Steve Coppel Anup uh, on 13th, uh, which will also be the, uh, you know, you know, in a way, home reunion home. with homecoming with homecoming of uh, John, John Johnson. Johnson. So, uh, how do you assess these games that are coming up and the threat level? Well, uh, taking Northeast game first up. Sure. They are a very strong side in the middle of the park. Mm. So Gaego and then Ogbeche and mm. there is another uh, chap, another yeah. foreign mm. player. I forget his name. Uh, all of them uh, and of course Rollin Burgess in the center of the park. So apart from Goa, who has a very strong midfield, they, this is another team which has a very strong midfield, like BFC. BFC yes. has. I mean, has at this at this point of time. Mm. So now uh, the threat would be that if we do not have Seran, then we have Beke and center and and all of that combination which we played yesterday. Yeah. Also, it might not work out as well as it how it did yesterday. Sure. Uh, because they pose a different threat, and unlike Pune or for that matter any team which played before, uh, Ogbeches and all. Convert those half chances within the box when the ball falls from a corner kick and all of that. Correct. Right. So they are a much much difficult team to defeat mm-hmm. and again away with the travel and all that involved. Yeah. So my concern is even if we get a point there, which is in my mind not bad, uh, but by the time we come back, we we have a game on fifth, which is against Northeast, and then ninth we play against uh, Mumbai. 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 Yeah. And we have to travel from Guwahati and no, yes. within a day's time. Correct. That Mumbai game would be more worrisome because, as Sharon said, Mumbai are on the higher yeah. curve. Yeah. So mm. we might just get hit <laughs> in yeah. that whole thing. So that that's where I'm worried about. ATK. I mean, we still have some breathing room. Breathing room there. But it's still just yeah, four, four days. Four days, four days. So is, is Keegan starting for Northeast? Yeah. Yeah. He oh, is. excellent. Uh, so I really hope we play counter-attacking football where we have Udanta and Chench on either side. That's right. So uh, we have uh, two games against playoff contenders and uh, one game against a team that's looking extremely strong and is already in the top four. Uh, so anyway, uh, we we are we'll have our fingers crossed and hopefully we'll get. We hopefully will not. Uh, Lose, uh, and uh, we will be we'll be able to keep this run going. That's that's one point to address. No, this entire uh, burden that we're putting on ourselves to be unbeaten. It's not a. Bur- I don't see it as. I I completely understand that the hype is too early. Like mm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's too, too early, early to get on this whole unbeaten yeah. bandwagon. But at the same time, uh, we need to be grounded a bit. 
grounded yes. calling ourselves invincible i think it's a little ridiculous right who, who called us invincible yeah, yeah generally there are a few yeah. people who are just you know putting crap yeah that, that's that's a silly thing to say mm-hmm. i mean eight seven eight games into the mm-hmm. league you don't call yourself invincible that's <laughs> laughable actually uh, yeah we are the laughables <laughs> <laughs> so um, no but uh, i i completely understand uh, why uh, you know why we are we want to keep this run going because uh i don't think uh, I, i mean if you if you look at the kind of selection headaches we have right now winning at this stage would give us such massive confidence like if we can do this without some of our best players then we that sets us up nicely heading into the break so uh, i'm sure even as we come back from the break there will be a sense of positivity there will be optimism there will be a buzz as opposed to that if we go into the break with some negative results then it might not be a very happy dressing room to come back to anyway so uh, all good points uh, moving on to the next uh, issue burning issue rather uh, we've been reading in uh, the newspapers uh, about a 15 lakh fine that has been imposed on bengaluru fc um, by the high and mighty isl for crowd trouble misconduct uh, or whatever the choice of words is um i'll come to you sharan first of all because i know you have very strong opinions about this is this fair or is there a lack of consistency from isl in 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 such a decision i think there's a issue with the principle itself uh, you can't control crowds to the extent that you can't tell them what to say next thing you tell them what to wear you're sounding like somebody we know we elected so uh, <laughs> i i don't think there was any issue with respect to okay so let's let's first get uh, one thing clear misconduct will be when you are affecting some other person's space privacy which safety. clearly safety, safety yes which there were no instances of having said that you impose a fine well that's your prerogative that's the way you view things but why why tell people what is to be you know said what you have to chant what do you bring to the stadium uh, in terms of size of banners that's also misconduct that's a little baffling how do you expect fan culture to grow if you can't allow the fans to express themselves good point so anup off the top of your head how many times have you seen a tfo unveiling or a banner having led to a safety issue across the world in the history of football zero <laughs> I don't know what the rationale behind restricting the size of banners is it it gets in the way of creating a matched atmosphere but assuming all of that is fine right we we accept all of those points that ISL is trying to tell us is there a consistency issue because all mm. of last season mm. we saw other fan clubs do all of these things like there was coordinated abusive chants against Bangalore when we traveled to Kerala yes. right Uh, and and in goa in fact away supporters breached the cordon and ran into the section where the away support supporters uh, sorry the goa home supporters breached the cordon and ran into the area where the away supporters were fortunately because people intervened and not isl officials people intervened uh, there was no uh, you know ugly incident but the point is all of these things happened goa never got fined Kerala Blasters never got fined. No, in fact, so, even this season we have seen yeah. instances where uh, the first game of the season, Chennai fans 
there i think there are videos of it yeah, also yeah. Uh, videos. of certain uh, you know chants against players uh, see referee also. i i don't the think it's also. a i yeah. don't think it's a problem it's okay you're just expressing yourself as long as you don't go to a point where you're being racist or you know you go to a point where you're basically hurting religious sentiments something on those lines yes there is an issue correct but as far as you're exp- expressing something when it comes to football you should just let them be yeah so i'm not even i'm not even getting into the principles of it like i know that principles are dodgy here like isl clearly is betraying a lack a lack of knowledge about football cultures around the world uh, and particularly offensive is whoever wrote the uh, article about this 15 lakh fine has quoted some source right and that source has used extremely uh, offensive and and a very aggressive tone these people need to be reined in uh, unruly behavior maybe this person hasn't watched football because there was there's never been unruly behavior there's no maybe there clearly this person hasn't watched football <laughs> so you know you you look at uh, instances of unruly crowd behavior from across the world and nothing yeah. nobody's personal yeah. safety has ever been endangered at the kantirava yeah. uh, and there's never been a case when uh, anyone has gotten uh, you know gone after a certain set of supporters and tried to hurt them harm them nothing has happened so uh, it, it, i don't i don't understand uh, you know this this whole line that they are taking and this offensive aggressive posturing that's coming from AIFF and ISL is extremely unwelcome yeah. what i don't get is why aren't they concentrating on football rather than concentrating on things like these no but what you're saying your grassroots program is supposed to be something that you should talk about you're talking about you know the size of the banner that somebody is getting in absolutely anyway anuke were making point i said what you were saying is very pertinent because all we not only we but even the clubs i'm sure yeah. the other clubs demand is consistency yes now if you are saying that you cannot chant against a referee's decision or against a particular body then that has to be for all, all the clubs and there have been yes. evidence a plenty of yeah. other clubs and other stadiums chanting against referees yeah. against the bodies and no action has been taken against them so yeah. the while we are not saying that you should take action in fact we are saying that you should not take action for these things but Correct. then if you are implementing something implemented so across all clubs yeah. it should not feel like a witch hunt yes mm-hmm. and at least those uh, details should be there in the public domain what you absolutely. can do and what you can't like you can, there are there are i mean banner sizes right uh, simple thing like there have been big banners unfurled in other stadiums this season this season yeah, yeah. Right, forget Last everything game. yeah So so you condone that yeah and then you pull other clubs up because you know they realize that okay fine it's it must be fine because other clubs are doing it correct and and there was like manyapada uh, ran a campaign called uh, you know we need good referees right hmm. uh, so yeah. while while i am totally with manyapada like they are completely within their rights to feel aggrieved hmm. and they are completely within the rights to run the campaign but if you are saying that we were uh, against referees or we chanted against referees mm. why is it that no position no harsh position has been taken against this campaign i think we we will just be made an example out of for now they are just hoping i guess that other like the other clubs look at what's happened to us and tell their fans or whatever to not get get into the same kind of abuse or that that Campaigns. actually that actually reflects pretty poorly on them because yeah. uh, you if you're looking to bring East Bengal or Mohan Bagan into the ISL. <laughs> Good luck. Like ISL, you are in for a big bloody fight because 
there's no way you can tame the kolkata fan base right and, and that's can, a good thing and just you try it <laughs> like seriously <laughs> they they're going to have like and another another handicap i believe the bangalore fan base has is a lot of our chants are in english mm. right uh, you go to kolkata uh, your uh, delhi crowd will have tough trouble uh, i mean uh, tough lo- time tough time just figuring out uh, what the chants are because a lot of chants won't even be in english right so yeah No the the point being they should stop concentrating on things like these. Yeah. As far as it doesn't affect viewership uh you know for people watching it on TV. I'm sure you can moderate that you guys are technologically that adept I'm guessing. Correct. But this is I mean I don't know what to say man. <laughs> yeah. No uh I'm I'm completely against uh homophobia sexism any kind of racism right? Mm-hmm. Uh any kind of communally sensitive chance right but this kind of policing has to stop and if you are going to police if you if you are going all gestapo on us then um, treat all your students equally exactly <laughs> that's that about uh, what's been uh, that little you know negative bit in in what's otherwise been a very good streak a lot of positivity so let's end on a positive note uh, over the last two games uh, for now we have seen that surge in that noise and the crowd really got into it towards the end of the games when things were not going our way and that really turned the tide like yeah. not to appropriate <laughs> all the credit but um, uh, but the, the players have said yeah, the players the club officials yeah. yeah so a word on the atmosphere at west block over the last two games uh, it's been very good although the crowds haven't been that great but mm. weekday games it's been around 10-11000 but still Yesterday, I thought throughout the match, one sure. of the best atmospheres in West Block. People were chanting throughout. I think it was maybe a continuation from where we left off on Monday, and obviously in the last five minutes yesterday, it went to a even higher level, Correct. and we scored immediately then. Within Correct. like two minutes after that volume raise, I I think it's definitely having an effect on the players. Sure, sure, and and it was the same thing in the, the earlier thing, match. Yeah, earlier the difference was much bigger. Like Correct. it was not that great atmosphere, and then suddenly in the last five minutes, ten minutes, it just took off. Sure, but mm. this I I think Anup uh, will agree with me on this. This is not something new. No, I I think initial seasons we were this loud, mm. and that did play a lot of uh, yes. that did play a big part. Uh, in in the team's performances even when we were playing badly we just you know found the strength to you know either find that equalizer or score that winner so yes. especially in the first season we yeah. were so close to the true, ground true true so as a note to all the all the regulars at west block all the faithful who come to west block and of course the other stands as well north blue sene and the east, east block stands as well uh please be loud let the team know uh, that you're behind them uh and that really makes a difference it's not just something that we say for good copy uh it's actually a fact and a lot of players have talked about it the managers have talked about it uh informally when we talk with club officials they point to that so let's keep that show going uh and uh, hopefully we will have a lot of points to talk about uh by by points good points mean. good points and by points i mean uh the points <laughs> we win on the road and and home uh when we come back for the next podcast till then keep supporting and keep uh, uh giving us all the feedback and thank you for all the feedback on the previous episode as well uh so we we hope to bring you more fun content through this podcast and even if we don't i'm sure the other clubs and their fan bases will give us enough content <laughs> signing off <laughs> <laughs>